welcome to TNC's Night of the Radio Play. To begin, we we bring you, dear listeners, to the third best antique bookstore on the planet Analepsis, property of one Harold Cathode. Aside from its owner, the only present occupant is Gustav Voynich, noted collector and bibliophile, who's perusing a leather-bound volume with great care. The rather lurid illustrations seem to particularly excite his interest. Well, we about done then? Not quite yet. I must be certain beyond a doubt that the product is as you describe it. If I say it is, then it is, all right? You've (laughs) got my word on that. My friend, I've been in this business 56 years now. I've come to discover just what a dealer's word is worth, which is to say nothing. If you say so. But if I'm so untrustworthy, what's to stop me forging the thing so perfectly you won't even notice? (laughs) If you pulled that off, I might actually respect you. Here, I'll show you. Look, right there, printer's imprint on the Verso, but only on every other folium. Why? I don't don't know. Double flip style press, Chrymacillon manufacture, very hard to fake unless you know what you're doing. Along with the censor stamp on the end paper, not the half title, it's exactly what you'd expect from an exemplar from the mid-2170s. That mean you'll be taking it? Yes, I think so. Here you go, good man. Thank you for your business. Have a nice day. And yourself. Leaving the decidedly displeased vendor behind without a care in the world, Voynich exits the bookshop, gripping the volume tightly. You can never tell from his fastidiousness, but he knew it was the genuine article from the moment he had laid eyes on it. He had been chasing this particular item for nearly a decade now, through deep space depots, Anasterian book fairs, and the great library's Hagia Esther. There were no halfway convincing forgeries extant. It was much too obscure for that. Most of the universe's antiques community believed it had never been lost to some overzealous church burning decades ago. But Voynich never wavered in his certainty that it had been saved, the cleric in charge snatching it from the pile supposedly to keep for his personal amusement. And now he is vindicated. The payday will be astronomical, if he intends to sell it, that is, which he certainly does not. Mm, Splendid. The illustrations are everything he hoped for. Those Chris Malonians sure knew their business. And their business was, evidently, drawing human beings in a variety of increasingly anatomically implausible positions. So enraptured is he in his perusal that he hardly notices the gray-haired man standing in his way until he bumps straight into him, almost dropping in the book. Oh, my apologies. Please excuse me. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Gustav Voynich, right. Yes, that's right. No autograph. Sorry, it's a matter of principle. Uh, That ain't exactly what I had in mind. Er, young man, why are you pointing a ray gun at me? Because this is a stick-up. Hand it over, pal. What, what, you want money? Fine, take it, hoodlum. Go get your clom fix or whatever will alleviate the agony of your sorry existence. Uh, 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 the book. Hurry up, I'm on the clock here. No, 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 please, please, you don't know how much- Save it, this is my job. And you got any solidarity for the working man? Oh, am I supposed to be grateful? Is that it? Make a contribution to the muggers union fund? Ah, please. Do I look like a mugger? I'm a dude. An intergalactic, all-purpose fixer par excellence. Uh, We're still working on unionizing as it happens. I don't care in the least! Look, you may not know this, but I'm a man of means. Considerable means. If you conduct me to the nearest Tellerbot, I can make you a man of means as much as you want. Ah, gee. That's touching. 
You know, you're the first guy to ever make me an offer like that. Am I really? Or are you being... Oh, okay, I thought so. Sarcasm is the last mm -hmm. refuge of the intellectually bankrupt. Sure. <laughs> but you understand, uh, I would love to take all your money instead of that antique porno book. I really would. But if any dude ever welched on his assignment and took a bribe like that, you know what would happen? All of us would lose our, you know, uh... Cachet, cred, eclat. Prestige. Huh. Prestige, that's it. I'd argue you don't have much of that in the first place. Yeah, well, I didn't ask your opinion, pal. As I recall, I just asked for your book, and you still haven't forked it over. You want I should get a little more persuasive? Hey, what's going on over there? Help! Help! I'm being robbed! Call the police! <laughs> ah! You done playing now? Oh, Grudax above. Take it, you scoundrel. See if you can sleep tonight. <laughs> I sleep just fine, thanks. Besides, it ain't like stealing a kinky relic from some old pervert isn't my top 50 bad deeds I ever done. Matter of fact, I don't even think it makes top 500. I'm not a pervert! That book's value lies in its artistic worth! Ugh, so much artistic worth. Yeah, thanks for your contribution, Mr. Artistic Connoisseur. Guess I'll be on my way now. You won't get away with this. You'll see. Just wait. Crime doesn't pay. <laughs> you don't say. Well, I'm sorry to say, pal, if that ain't sucking after 52 years, I don't think there's much of a chance now. Pray for my soul to Grudax, won't you? Bye-bye. Leaving Voynich near tears, Ray disappears into the city's twisting alleyways with the warm, fuzzy feeling of a job well done. And a generous commission rapidly incoming. Having safely lost any possible pursuers, the dude finds a teletalk booth and places a call to his employers. Or at least, he tries his best. Yes? Yes, I'll hold. I, I should tell you, this is the fourth time you- Son of a bitch. Do that one more time and I'll cash in my sick days just to hunt you down and your whole goddamn family. What the- Oh, it's you. Hi, buddy. So you got the book. Nice. No thanks to you. What kind of partner are you anyway, Apricot? That ain't even a real color. Okay, buddy. That's low. I explained already. Mahogany's a color, right? Raspberry's a color. Wrong on both counts. But where the hell were you anyway? Tell me you've at least done me the courtesy of coming up with a decent excuse. Hey, come on. I was, uh, seeing my grandmama, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's real sick, you You're know? so sick. Yeah, pathetic. You're a lousy excuse for a dude, Apricot. Give me some space. I gotta make a call. Okay, buddy. If that's how it is, can I just have a look at that? If you insist. Cosmic Playboy would do just as well, though. If you were mothballs. Alright. Hello? Dudes Association. This is, uh... What the fuck? I, I just got through, dumbass! Don't... Sorry, buddy. I need this one. The boss dude's fixed to fire me for negligence and unprofessional conduct. You know, whatever that means. Oh, I can't imagine. You realize when I get out of here, I'm gonna kill you. Your own partner? How that's gonna look, huh? It's not like anyone's gonna believe you, grumpy old fart who hates everybody. What do you think they all think of you? What makes you think I give a fuck? You're dead, Apricot. Better get to notifying your next of kin. Ugh, <sighs> be seeing you, buddy. Hope your arthritis don't act up too badly in there. I am 52. Ugh, <sighs> you know we all say that shit just to hear you say that, right? No hard feelings. 
All Gray can do is seethe and watch his slippery apricot-attired partner make off with the book, while he remains trapped in the cramped cabin with the smoking remains of a teletalk machine. Already his mind is devising painful means of torture to inflict his assailant when he catches up to him. Yet, said assailant remains as carefree as can be, whistling as she heads to the interplanetary bus terminal to buy a ticket for Archilochus, where she can return her much-sought volume. As she peruses on the way, she notices the strange-looking nine-year-old sitting behind her is watching the illustrations curiously. Hey, kid. That ain't appropriate for ya. Uh, where are your parents? I have no parents. They're dead. <laughs> oh, man. That sucks. So you're, you're like, an orphan? That is what the word means. The book you have there. It's the Codex. Emiratus, isn't it? I'm a what? Forget the book, kid. It's a grown-up thing. Are you implying I do not have the mental capacity to understand concepts taken for granted by people over the age of 21? Uh, of course not. It's just... Let me stop you there. Tell me, where did you get that book? Oh, uh, it was my grandmama. She, uh, passed away. Then I got it. That's called inheritance, you know? You are lying. The book has an infrared proof of purchase seal on the back. The date is today's. Because you did not simply say you purchased it, you must be hiding some illegal activity. Tell me, who did you steal it from? Great Crudex, kids. What are you talking about? You don't know anything about anything. You're like five. If you don't, if you do not tell me, I will scream loudly. No, okay, don't do that. I, uh, I'm sure we can work things out here. You want to cut? Is that it? Enough to buy some toys? I am an entrepreneur with a billion plus net worth. I do not play with toys. And if I did, I would not need illegal proceeds from shady deals to purchase them. Oh yeah? Listen here, you know who I am? Judging by the cut of your overcoat, I would assume the dude's association. Perhaps peach? Apricot! This is apricot! Oh please, that is not even a real color. Yes it is! Why peach and not apricot? They're both fruits, ain't they? Sir? Why are you yelling at that child? None of your goddamn business! Attention! This Astrobus is experiencing a routine random inspection by the UOSW. Please remain calm unless you have committed criminal activities. In that case, turn yourself in immediately. Shit! What the fuck is a fucking UOSW? You kid, you know everything. He's a fuck. I sure fucking did. Now you gonna tell me? You mean, you do not know? You really are the worst dude ever. No, I ain't. What about Teal, or fucking Chartreuse, or the goddamn dude in the birthday suit? They got him for indecent exposure before he finished his first alt. That seems like very poor planning on your administration's part. I mean, it's pretty fucking funny, but anyway- Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, Betsy Brackett, duly deputized agent of unholy order of space witches. Just doing a routine check here. Anything amiss? That woman! She was shouting at that poor child! You snitch! Hey, little guy. Was this lady bothering you? Not at all. She is an intergalactic mercenary who probably stole that book from its rightful owner, though. Is that right? What do you say to that, ma'am? Uh, uh, you know, kids! May I have a look at that book, please? Maybe you shouldn't. I don't think that's up to you to say, ma'am. Who says? It's mine, ain't it? 
Ma'am, if you don't hand over that book right now, I have authorization to disintegrate you. Ugh! Thank you. That was my grandmama's, you know. Well, I can't speak to her taste, but I hope you're aware transporting obscene material between planetary jurisdictions is a prosecutable felony. It's art. It's gross. Okay, well, who says art can't be gross, huh? That's not for me to decide, ma'am. I have enough here to bring you in. Follow me, please. Let's not make this any harder than it has to be. Before she can get more than ten paces, though, a bright blue flash catches up to her and knocks her down. What the? You. Me. <laughs> Excuse me, officers. I have a delivery to make. Officer! He's getting away! Yeah, I noticed that! Stop him! As if. In a split second, he blows the air- aft airlock off and lets himself be sucked out into the cold vacuum of space, along with the lifeless body of the ill-fated apricot. Only Betsy's heroic effort manages to close it before all the passengers follow suit. Afterwards, she just sits there, taking deep breaths, contemplating how close she was once again. Officer, are you all right? I'm okay. She didn't hurt you, did he? Not at all. May I ask you a question, officer? Of course. Why were the people in those pictures bent over like that? For one of the first times in her career, Betsy is unsure what to say. Meanwhile, the dude in the blue suit speeds away through the cosmos with book in hand, headed for his ultimate destination, the humble farm planet Meropsis. There, he is well-received by the portly governor, who pays him well and sends him on his way. Alone at last, he sets about perusing the book, more hard won than he could imagine. Hmm. 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 Crowbar! Take this away. Something the matter with it, sir? Is it not the one you specified? It is. But alas, I was misinformed. No farm animals. Whatsoever. The butler acquiesces and promptly dumps the priceless codex right next to the used fertilizer. The end. This has been Bibliophilia by Fred Azaredo.